Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. This is episode 15, the second part of our three-part series titled The Kickoff to the Holiday Season at Disney Springs. I want to welcome Dan and Stephanie, my Besteners of the Midwesterners. Hi. Hi. These episodes are like our personal mini-series. That's that. I don't know. Well, we're going to go up there. <laughs> well, last, last Wednesday, we had a cool episode. We heard from a couple of different restaurants and the art corner in Disney Springs, and they let us know some changes to the menu, some of the decor that they got going on. Today, we'll be speaking to Chef Plonk from Terralina. We'll be speaking to Steve, who owns Gideon's Bakehouse, which they're not in Disney Springs yet, but they'll be there soon. And they are in Winter Park. They make maybe the best cookies in the world. And we'll also be speaking to Lysandra from Erin McKenna's Bakery, which I'm a proud fan of Erin McKenna's because she started up here in New York. And now one shop in and Disney came calling and they brought it down to Disney Springs. And what's really cool about her stuff is vegan, gluten-free, pretty much all allergy-free stuff that, you know, you don't even realize. And it, it, guys, I don't have you, have you ever had Aaron McKenna's yet? No. Uh-uh. Dude, you wouldn't even know it's like gluten-free stuff. It's like, you think you're eating like regular donuts, regular cupcakes. So good. So why not just eat a regular donut? Well, because, <laughs> but it, because if you're, if you're, if you have a gluten allergy, now you have a place to go to get a really good yeah. donut. Or if you're a vegan, now you have a place where you can go get a vegan, a vegan d- dessert. Didn't you have uh, a joke for today? You have a joke? I do. No, no. It'll be nice to not have to always be the have the pressure of always being the funny one on the show, Dan. So listen to this, Gene. (laughs) You're gonna love this. All right. This this comes from drumroll. Dad. And you know what? That means it's a real dad joke. Let's hear it. I'm excited. Oh, what did Mrs. Claus say to Santa Claus when she looked up in the sky? What did Mrs. Claus say to Santa Claus when she looked up in the sky? I got. It. I wanted, I was really hoping I could guess it. I don't know. Looks like reindeer. Yeah. Rain, comma, deer. Looks like rain, deer. I love it. That comes from my dad, who calls himself Santa Norm, and you guys at home can't see this, but he makes all his own Christmas CDs every year and puts himself photoshopped in here. <laughs> Yeah, and he also makes me birthday cards every year and photoshops. Oh, uh, that's cool. Na- a little a little national lampoons. Yeah. This year it's all about Christmas. <laughs> oh, look, he put Mickey shoes on you. Oh, yeah, Mickey shoes. Never even. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Yeah, so I know you guys couldn't see that, but I'm probably going to post it. I'll say, yeah, but post it. Let, them know where, let everybody know where they can find your posts. Yeah. Yeah. Tell so them. there you go. Holiday dad joke. Plug the Plug the site. Oh, Stephanie? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> if you want. Wow. wow. <laughs> Plug your Instagram. Did you guys forget your own Instagram? I didn't. I just thought I'd include her, and uh, apparently I threw her for a loop. Yeah, she's, she's batty. We have this little Instagram, and it is little, but you will laugh, and it is <laughs> rock. It's rock and roll DW. And Stephanie just filmed her Mickey Waffle Maker video, which I'm kind of in the background putting all kinds of Christmas decorations up. But you might you might check it out. It's, it's It'll funny. get you in the Christmas spirit for sure. And hungry for waffles. Oh. But show. And it makes you hungry for waffles. How do the waffles come out, by the way? Oh, really fantastic. Good. That's the thing about this waffle maker, you guys. If you watch the video, I am not graceful in the kitchen. Okay? You hear a lot of... Oops. <laughs> and clanging. Yes. <laughs> I, I saw you have a hard time opening the box. <laughs> and did you see me just come in and just slide it out effortlessly? Yeah, yeah. Dan wasn't much help, I, I noticed. Although I'm sure he definitely probably ate the waffles. 
It was your angle. He did eat the waffles. They make, this waffle maker makes beautiful waffles and pancakes. Sometimes you get a pancake with your waffle, but they look just like the waffles in the parks. And, and if you, I can do it, anyone You can. also make a healthy version. Yeah, if you use almond flour, it doesn't come out quite as fluffy. But if you want to make a low-carb version... Yeah. She's got this uh, s'mores sugar-free syrup Ooh. that yeah. is really, it tastes really good. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't think it's Yeah, so there sugar. are options. Yeah. Sweet. I don't have gluten-free or vegan. Oh, well, you have meat in the waffles? <laughs> a little bit of like sausage and... Yeah. That, no, that's not bad. Some Sausage in the waffle would be Actually, great. yeah, no, that'd be right. What about maybe. like chi maybe chicken parm waffles? Well, yeah. chicken and waffles go together. Chicken and waffles are great. My chicken and waffles is we got a We got a place up here called Five Brothers. Shout out to Five Brothers. Let me plug them. They are on, on Long Island. Go to Five Brothers. They make the best chicken and waffles. The best chicken and waffles, and they also make the best falafel. You would know you can get falafel oh. and chicken and waffles in the same place, but the best—that's no. actually the best. That's my favorite falafel all over the world. You couldn't tell Stephanie by I, your response. I love falafel. Oh, they make it really good with the pita I bread. Love, you know, food. Yeah, you know what she's hooked on is all the holiday baking shows. Oh, yeah, she's got a problem. I love it all. I love it so much. It's amazing what these people can do. Yeah, especially with the, the decoration stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's amazing. The challenges, love it. I think they'll be tuning into my waffle video. Oh. I think they need to. <laughs> I think they need to. And it's always making an entrance. I don't know if you guys hear it clunking around. We have some good stuff going on today, guys. We're going to be speaking to uh, Chef Plank. We're going to be speaking to Lissandra from Erin McKenna's, and we're going to be speaking to Steve from Gideon's Bakehouse. So sit back, enjoy these pre-recorded interviews, and we will uh, we'll see you at the end, guys. Enjoy. So joining us now, we have Lysandra from Erin McKenna's Bakery in Disney Springs. Uh, before we get into um, all the holiday stuff that you guys have in store for us this season, I just want to let us all talk about Erin McKenna's in general. Like, it's such a unique baking style that you guys have. It's very, you know, you, get, you got a lot of the vegan, the gluten-free stuff, really like health-conscious stuff, and still tastes like you wouldn't even know it. Still mm -hmm. tastes really, really great. Uh, I'm from New York, so I'm familiar with the one in Manhattan. Have you ever been to that one? I actually have not yet. I, I'm from New York, too. I was just born in, uh, in Brooklyn, then I was raised in Puerto Rico and Florida. So I have barely been back and so but I've seen the store online. I see that it's much smaller space than it is here. But it is where everything was born from. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's something really special to us all, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, like if you haven't heard of Erin McKenna's today, you're living under a rock somewhere. I mean, it's she's got <laughs> such tremendous I, I feel bad for all the major cities that don't have an Erin McKenna's. It's just New York, LA and, and in Orlando. So I feel bad for everywhere else that can't really get these uh cupcakes and the donuts are like out of this world. You know? I hear that a lot too. Like every single time here in Disney Springs, we get uh, every single day. There's not a day that goes by that we haven't at least had about 10 to 15 families either cry of happiness or get overwhelmed with the amount of options that they're able to mm -hmm. to have with all these allergy limitations. So I feel like it, it's such a, a a blessing to be a part of that. And you know, to to add on to that, Aaron has been working very hard to try to expand since we can't open in every single city, but in every single city, you'll find these specific allergy, you know, limited families. You can find that now we partnered with Goldbelly too. So we can ah. ship nationwide. Yeah. That's awesome. So we That's can great. send this right to your home. We're working on even doing, doing fully decorated cakes. So you don't have to worry about, you know, trying to find a place locally where 
you know, if you're gluten-free, if you're soy-free, if you're vegan, if it's really protected. Because, you know, one of the things that bakeries have is like we have one or two options for gluten-free items or vegan items, but is it really especially crafted for these families? So, you know, so I feel very proud to be a part of that. So Gold Belly is such a big part. It's a big milestone for us. And I think we just started like three months ago, a couple months ago. We're starting to ship nationwide uh, awesome. through that company. So, yeah. Yeah, I didn't even fun. know that. So that's that's excellent. Because I actually have an aunt that when she's in New York loves Aaron McKenna's. I don't think she even knew. She lives in Hawaii. Now I know for Christmas. Oh, wow. I know, I know what I'm getting yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Aaron McKenna. So, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. And you also, you guys lined up with Postmates and DoorDash now as well, too. Yeah, so also locally, you know, anyone that is trying to stay socially distanced as well, you know, you are welcome to come to the Springs and, and, and you know, with safety precautions, keeping your distance, we're able to, you know, help you here. But we also work with Postmates and DoorDash. So if you want to be at the comfort of your home and you're craving Aaron McKenna's, any of the brownies, any pumpkin pies, or, you know, the most seller is definitely our uh, lemon tea cakes. You can actually have them delivered right to your door. My, my personal fave is the red velvet with the vanilla icing Ooh. or the vanilla cupcake with the lemon icing. That's those are like that's my recommendation. I love those cupcakes. That was actually my very first cupcake that I had really? here when when I came in to apply for the job. I actually started as a decorator, so I feel like I know everything about from the from the get go from the back of house. And so um, I tried the lemon raspberry cupcake, oh, hands down. It was so <laughs> good, and I don't have any allergies, and I still felt that it was just as delicious as you know. People have these like expectations when it's vegan or it's you know gluten free or soy it's just going to taste just as weird as it sounds but it's really not which is something that shocked me when i initially tried this cupcake specifically and uh it got me so hooked up with erin mckenna's to get to the point that where you know my position i am now general manager so happy to be a part of this and you know looking for that vision with erin you know lemon raspberry cupcake is the one that i went for so mm. That's I gotta try. I never had that one. I had the vanilla with the lemon icing. I gotta try the the raspberry one. Now. Yeah, you do. I think we normally have it during the summer. And next month, in fact, we're gonna bring in the uh, the red velvet. But instead of vanilla, we're gonna use some cream cheese, vegan cream cheese frosting. Oh, sweet, sweet. So, you yeah, have to try that. I would definitely be trying that. And you know what's awesome too is as I'm a proud New Yorker. So when when I saw they were opening an Aaron because to me that was just that was a New York bakery. That wasn't even something I even thought would be like could out you know expand like even though. It was good as it was it was just a new york bakery and then when i found out that they were you guys were opening up in disney springs a few years back you know that it made me proud as a new yorker that she was able to expand do so well in the city that that it caught the eye of disney and they wanted to bring her down to disney springs like you know kudos to her and and, and, and like i said as a new yorker i take a lot of pride in that and the food that like you said, it's all allergy, allergy free. And so besides the fact that yeah, it's we, taste- call it, we call it for like, we say that it's for the underserved. We just wanted to expose that, you know, Disney is a place where everyone around the entire world comes and travels to. So to be able to have this exposure, to be able to have the, you know, have our guests have the opportunity that, you know, with their limitations, they still have a place to come and find some baked goods, you know, children come in here and, and they see what I can't have a donut. Like I've never <laughs> had a donut in my life. And I'm over here like, oh my god please take them all you know with all the excitement because they've never experienced any of that back where they're from 
there aren't that many options. So this is just such a great opportunity to get an invitation from Disney to be able to open a store here and, and give this option to everyone. So. It's, it's awesome. Now, before we get into uh, what we can expect at Aaron McKenna's in Disney Springs for the holiday season, let me ask you, what's one of your favorite Christmas traditions? Like something that you do traditionally? To me, I'm Puerto Rican. So we have like uh, our specific traditions that only typically, you know, they're born from Puerto Rico. Like, for example, big gatherings, you know, is something that this year we have to omit because of the COVID. So, you know, a lot of the times I remember even as a child, we would meet up and we would bring all kinds of food. I mean, like unlimited. Our table just was filled with turkey, was filled with what we call flan. Have you heard of that dessert? I know. Flan? My, my, my wife's Colombian, so I, I know. Oh, so you know. I know. Yeah, so you what know. about perni? Yeah, right? Oh, perni. That's <laughs> like oh, so delicious, especially if you marinate it for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, even as a child and thinking, looking back, it's really more of the emotional aspect, the connection that you make with the family, you know, drinking that coquito. Uh, Have you heard about that? I know coquito too, yeah. It's like a, it's a Puerto Rican (laughs) eggnog and drink, having the flan, having the turkey, having the arroz con gandules, which is like rice and cheese. And and all in all, just laughter and loudness, because that's one thing. If you're not, if you have never been around Hispanics, we get loud and so you'll you'll find and someone is always talented you'll see someone with a guitar you see someone with a maracas we see someone with the voice singing and that that's our family so i always remembered uh growing up in that it's something i want to carry on to my children i have two young kids and they're you know learning about this but in a different way now that we're keeping our social yeah. you know distancing and all this stuff happening out there and we're having to wear masks all the time i still try to bring that to my house all these traditions to make sure that they they learn hey you know this is where we're from so yeah that's what i i love to eat so that's my number one thing that i look forward to yes coquito yes pasteles Mm-hmm. Yes, turkey. So yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to the most this coming uh, holiday. So that, another quick question before we get into into uh, the holidays at Aaron McKenna's. What's a place that, you know, Disney Springs has so many cool options with all the different chefs and restaurants. What's what's your favorite place to eat when you're in, in Disney Springs? You're going to go out for a nice meal one night. Where, where can we find you? There's a couple of places that I really love going to. There's this Mexican restaurant called Frontera Cocina, which that's is a Mexican, super like... Chef Bayless. It's so good. I haven't met the chef yet. I haven't had the, the opportunity yet, but I do. I did have, it was some kind of like a chicken, chipotle chicken tacos. And they are allowing it, like mostly they're encouraging to dining, to like instead of dining in to order to go. So yes. I had to get, it wasn't in lunchtime, so I had to get mine to go. And I was so impressed about how the way they set it up. Like for me to build these tacos, it was still like it's easy and on the go. That was like the juiciest corn tortillas <laughs> chicken chipotle not spicy not spicy i thought it was going to be super spicy for you know having chipotle but it wasn't and it had a little bit of it was like a sweet tangy oh i can't i can't think about it because i'm so hungry, <laughs> I'll get hungry right that, now. that's that's the problem with working at disney springs There's, you could yeah, eat, oh my god you could eat something different every single day of the year oh and which is amazing yeah and have you seen yes yeah so i had that uh the, the mexican restaurant and i've also had uh, cooked up dublin because they also have gluten-free options i'm not gluten-free but you know so i always tell my guests hey you know if you guys want to have you know something to eat before you have your dessert there's this place next door that also caters to you and uh and they have those fish and chips mm, and <laughs> so good fried everything tastes so fresh so yes oh, so cool. those are the two places you will find me if you come to disney springs with a <laughs> pink hat proudly all right so 
What can we expect from Aaron McKenna's Bakery this holiday season? Do you guys have anything special? Any any limited stuff? What can we? What, we what will we- have. Yeah, we will have more ginger items. We are getting a ton of requests for ginger loaves, gingerbread man. So we're gonna also bring in some kits for you to decorate at home. Since we don't have tables out here to for you to enjoy our bake, we're thinking of making like a ginger man pie kit. So you can take home and decorate with your kids or sugar cookies as well. So we're going to do that. And we're also bringing in some red velvet items, cupcakes, cake bars, with cheese and whatnot. So yeah. And then obviously we're going to still have our staple items, which is our pineapple upside down. We have one in specific that um, has been selling a lot. We we gave it a shot and it's been going very well. It's cranberry pineapple upside down. Yeah. It's, I'm not a cran, yeah, I'm not a cranberry fan, but the sweetness and the sour it was such a great bite to take so we've been selling out a lot of those on a daily and our lemon tea cakes as always that's our staple item we always have to go in our coffee cakes so yeah mostly it's going to be our gingerbread man uh, kits for you to decorate uh, in your own you know leisure and then um, gingerbread loaf maybe some toasties which is like you know cinnamon loaves so yeah that's that's our main goal to focus we do have a limited menu usually last year when none of this was happening and this was full throttle we had a ton more options but because of our you know limitations we had to narrow down to lesser items but still more quantities so if you feel like you come here you're not gonna you're gonna miss out on anything you won't we'll always take suggestions to try out what to bring next month we're always listening to the public so yeah lots of ginger that's for sure there's something better than baked really delicious baked goods in the holidays and Aaron McKenna is pretty much doing it as be- as good as anybody if not better than everybody yeah and in such a healthy way that you don't even realize you're eating healthy so yes exactly it's so awesome. yes I gotta say, I'm gonna be down there this spring, Lissandra. I'm gonna be down there this spring, and I am going to come to Eric McKenna's, and we're gonna enjoy some uh, some lemon tea cakes together, and we're gonna awesome. and some red velvet cupcakes. Awesome. Well, we're gonna be open 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. seven days a week. So, hey, our arms are wide open and welcoming you. There we go. There we go. <laughs> So thank you so much for joining us. Have a happy Thanksgiving and happy holidays. Merry Christmas and happy new year. Guys, please check out Aaron McKenna's. And remember, you can get them on Gold Belly. If if you're not in the area, go to Gold Belly. You'll find them there. And if you are in the area and you're not looking to get out of the house too much, you're trying to socially distance, Postmates and DoorDash, right? Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. And and yeah, I hope to see you soon. Definitely. And thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Same to you. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Happy holidays. Bye. (laughs) Okay, so now we want to welcome Chef Justin Plank from Terralina of Disney Springs. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? Excellent. We're glad to have you in here. And and um, and also, let me just start off by saying, Terralina to me is probably the best Italian food in the Springs. I'm a snobby when it comes to Italian food, being from New York, and you're pretty much the best, I think, Italian food in the whole Springs. So congratulations from a, a snobby Italian much. Italian food snob. So you you guys have you guys just do a great job. The pizzas, the chicken parm. I think my favorite is the Parmesan duo with the chicken and the eggplant. And uh, absolutely, yeah, that, that's a very popular dish. Yeah, I love it. And the limoncello mojito and the Italian margarita. Good, good, man. Um, so before we even get into all the the Disney Springs and the holidays and Terralina during the holidays, let's let's talk a little bit about you as a chef. Like, when did you get that aha moment where you realized this is what I want to do in my life? This, my passion is food, and I want to be a chef. When did you get that feeling? Was it at an early age? Was it a little bit later? Yeah, I mean, 
I would say at an early age, I was cooking um, probably like 11 or 12, helping my mom out in the kitchen. Um, I'm the last of nine kids. So, you know, we did a, a big family meal every night and, you know, she would need some help. So it just, I kind of gravitated towards it. And then, you know, in high school, I was, um, you know, I was cooking for friends. I was cooking... Like, I would have uh, my prom date and then, like, four other couples come over and I would do, like, a three-course meal and then we'd all go to the prom. Uh It was just something that... It was just kind of ingrained in me, and and I, you know, I started out in college, and I came home for uh, actually a Thanksgiving Day break, and I bumped into one of my old neighbors who was my age, and she said that uh, she got she's in culinary school, and she got interested in it because of how much I loved it, and I thought, you know, why am I not in culinary school? So that was my, I guess, my aha moment, where I went home and woke my parents up at two o'clock in the morning and said. Hey, uh, I'm I'm going to culinary school. Yeah, and you go to culinary school. So, what was the journey like? What brought you to Terralinas eventually? Like, where, where did your journey take you? Okay, so I went to culinary school, and then after that, I was asked to go to do an internship in Switzerland. So, I spent a year in uh, Regensdorf, Switzerland, right outside of Zurich, and I really got taught a lot. From there, I I kind of bounced around Orlando, um, working for different chefs. I had my own place called Chef Justin's Park Plaza Gardens for about four or five years. I went into healthcare and was the executive chef of a independent living community. And then from, I mean, that was really so much to raise my kids and have time with them. Um, And after that, I, you know, I ran into the area chef at the time at Disney Springs. He was over Wolfgang Puck, Portobello Yacht Club, or Portobello and um, Paddlefish, Steve Richard. And he and I worked together at Wolfgang 20 years ago, 20 plus years ago, where I was the executive chef and, you know, he was a pantry chef coming up. Uh, He had stayed with the company and now he was in charge. So we had an instant bond and um, he brought me on as executive chef of Portobello, which we then, we closed down and revamped it into Terralina Crafted Italian. The help help of Tony Montuano, uh, he and I developed the menu and then he has since moved on to do other uh, exciting things and uh so it's my baby i mean um you know we're, we're coming up with about we're coming up with about i would say six new menu items um starting in in like early december oh cool Very so cool. i couldn't be more excited i'll say it again i'm a i'm a i'm an italian food snob and i always felt like when i would come to, to disney that was the one thing that disney lacked over all the over all these years was i always felt like the best i could find was basically like an equivalent to say like an olive garden which is still good but it's not what i'm used to in new york but terralina you guys you guys are hands down to me the best italian food in, in and, and Disney. So again, much appreciated. I, the hard work that goes into that, and just the food is phenomenal. Oh, it's 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 my pleasure, man. It, it really has been my uh, my passion for the past um, four plus years to kind of tweak the menu and work with it and flesh it out and. It's, it's really turned out nice, and, and it's, it's going to keep evolving. One thing that the shutdown and the soft opening, so to speak, with uh, only 50% capacity, what that's done has kind of gotten me back really into the thick of it and, you know, relook at every single dish that goes out and said, you know, how can that be better? How can that be the best? Because right now, you know, every customer counts, every guest counts, so, you know, you, you really kind of have to re-examine everything and say, all right, can, can we tweak this a little bit more? And that's 
that's what we've been doing for the past um, four months. Cool. So let me ask you a question. When you're not at Terralinas, where can I find you, Grit and Like, who, what's what some of the other chefs and restaurants that you love in the springs? Uh, in the springs, I would say Paddlefish is near and dear to my heart. I spent about uh, six or seven months there in the interim when, when uh, Terralina was being built. We, it was only supposed to be a, a three-month close, which turned into 11 months because of, you know, a hurricane and construction and whatnot. But I would say, yeah, Paddlefish would be the first. Um, Frontera Grill is is excellent. Other than that, I you know it's it, it's hard to say. I mean, I love Disney Springs, but once you once you get off, you kind of you know you want to kind of go and do your own thing. So I tend to frequent Yellow Dog Eats by in Gotha. It's all my way home, and it's. It's uh, really Fish Morgan knows what he's doing. Not to mention anything out of Disney Springs, but that's kind of, that's my go-to, actually. Cool. cool. So a little a little bit of other local flavor besides Disney Springs. I like that. Yeah. I said basically what my recommendations, if I'm, to, for me to tell anyone, get the Parmesan Duo, have a nice limoncello mojito. My wife, who, I'm not a wine drinker, my wife is, she says the selection there is phenomenal. She loves the selection of wine there. What would be your go-to dish? What, what do you say? If someone's coming in and say, hey, what, what do I try? What would you tell them to get? All right. So I'm running a special right now, which is going to go on the menu in, in, in probably a week. Uh, it's sautéed shrimp, scallops, mussels. Uh, then we deglaze it with a little bit of white wine, uh, lemon, garlic, uh, marinated tomatoes, just a little bit of chili flake. And then it's, you know, we, we throw in a little butter and bucatini, and it gets uh, garnished with a, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's a showstopper. It's a giant, probably a, uh, like a two-foot-long grilled garlic bread crostini that goes right on top. And oh, my God. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, um, it's going to be one of the top sellers i'm sure of it. i haven't eaten lunch or dinner yet and you're killing me right now <laughs> <laughs> well then you should come in Bring. appetizer i'd go for would be the mussels and spicy sausage that we're, we're going to start serving probably with that same christine dimension so let me ask you another thing too before we get into all the stuff that we can expect this holiday season at terralinas what's one of your favorite christmas or holiday traditions oh let's see so you know growing up um you know like i said being the last of nine kids my brother and i would wake up probably like at 4.30 in the morning and, and go down and check out all the presents and whatnot. But now that we all have our own families, um, we generally do like everybody brings a dish over to my sister's house on the lake and it's just pop good bottles of wine and champagne and kind of catch up. All of our family, we really get along and there's, you know, there's, you know, if, if there's a time for a party, uh, you know, we're Irish Catholics, we, we know how to do it. So that's probably one of the biggest things that I look forward to that tradition. I mean, I think my, my kids, are the 30th and 31st niece and nephew oh, wow. or, or um, grandkid. Yeah, and there's a couple great-grandkids that are, that are. Um, I think we have three great-grandkids. My, my mom has three great-grandkids. So oh, God bless. All that family together is, is fantastic. You know, it's just a big gathering. And everybody does a little potluck, huh? You must show everybody up, I guess, right? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I try not to. Um, everybody's a uh, good, a good cook in their own, in their own right. You know, my sisters are are really good at what they do. Um, some of the sisters are good at purchasing. <laughs> yeah. You know, going out to a nice sushi restaurant and getting a whole bunch of sushi to go. Everybody has their own little, their favorite, which they bring, and it's it's quite the spread. Awesome. Yeah. Now there's nothing better than family during the holiday season. It's, that's what it's all about. You know. Yeah. So, very cool. So the holiday season coming up. 
what do you guys got going on, Terrell? Is there any specials that we, we or any changes to the menu? Anything we can we can uh, get a little inside information on? Yeah, absolutely. The um, so the the start of the the start of the month of uh, December, we're going to kind of revamp not only the desserts but a couple of the appetizers are going to come off. A couple appetizers are coming on. A couple of entrees are going to get tweaked. The the seafood pasta just starting to bring back. I mean, with with the fur with the closing when we went to let me let me back up when we went to reopen in. Uh, I think it was June, late June, we had to take off some of the labor intense items. You know, we had to kind of figure out our labor, so to speak, on on how we were going to navigate this. And now that we've got a good direction and, and business is really starting to pick up, I can start adding more of the tricky stuff um, and run specials. Um, we'll, you know, we'll do a daily lasagna. We'll probably bring back uh, the homemade raviolis um, and just, you know, sort of play with most of the Italian favorites, just crafted it in the way that I, I would like to present them. Sweet. What about for New Year's? You guys have anything special going on New Year's? New Year's, I got a, um, a tricky little menu. I'm doing kind of my take on a surf and turf with uh, braised short ribs and um, U10 jumbo seared scallops probably over some type of risotto. I really love the holidays because it's, it's a, it gives me a chance to play. And with this kind of business, you want to make something that is easy to execute. So, you know, f- for me to spend the day slow braising beautiful short ribs and, and have them ready for an easy pickup is key. You know, you don't, you don't want to get too tricky on the days that you know you're going to be super busy. And that's what I try to do as a chef. Cool. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you so much. You know, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. You know, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you and, and happy holidays right back at you. Great. It's right. my pleasure. And guys, listen, go check out Terralinas. If you want really good Italian food, you're in the Springs. You're not going to find better Italian food than at Terralinas. Go check them out. Again, got a couple of cool specials to do for the holidays, for, for Christmas and for New Year's. So, you know, check out some of those new changes to the menus, guys. All right. And uh, again, Chef, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Okay, so now joining us is the owner of Gideon's Bakehouse, Steve. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Excellent. We're happy to have you on the show today and uh, love those Gideon Bakehouse cookies. Thank um, you, my friend. Oh, they're delicious. They might be the best chocolate chip cookie in the business. I mean, honestly, they're just... They even, I mean, you look at them, you can just tell that they're, they're going to taste amazing. We, we definitely have an iconic look to our cookies and, and I try not to have uh, the ego to say that we have the best cookies because... Food is art and art is subjective. That's true. Uh, so I, you'll never hear me say we have the best cookies, but Boston Globe said we had the best cookies in the world. And all I was about to say is you don't need to say it. Let everybody else say it for you because it's <laughs> yeah. true. You know, I mean, you really are, you, there's so much to talk about too. I mean, you got the, you got the, the Disney Springs location opening uh, soon. And um, I, originally you guys were supposed to open in June, right? And it got pushed back with everything. Oh, no, that wasn't the original uh, date. We're, we're a little bit off track because the pandemic and construction is difficult, but not not too far. We're we're doing a lot of interesting things in that space, and uh, it's not something that we we thought could happen quickly. So let's talk a little bit about the history of Gideon's Bakehouse. I think it's got a, I, it's a really kind of a cool kind of backstory. Um, why don't you tell everybody at least the, the name where the name came from? I thought that was a really cool story. Sure, it, it's actually interesting. We don't get that question a lot. Oh really? Uh, I, once yeah. I saw how it was, like where you guys came up with it, I was like, "This is I I gotta let you guys tell that." I think it's just a cool story. Yeah, I think we, we get we tend to get the question when people walk into our space and they wonder why we look the way we do, uh, <laughs> and uh, and it is all uh, because of the name. And uh, as as it goes, I am a collector of 
uh, old books and just antiques. And it's just something that I've really gotten into in the last uh, you know, decade-ish. Probably about 15 years ago, I, I, I was in an estate sale and I bought this collection of old books. And uh, through the years as I'm going through them all, uh, one of them was a cookbook that had handwriting in it. And when you collect old books, you learn that that finding legible handwriting in old books is pretty rare because it's all faded you know, with, with time. But there was just enough legible writing in one of these cookbooks to tell that it was a kid that was writing in an old cookbook because he wanted to be a baker. And it had uh, some legible writing, some doodles. It was just really cool. And it, it kind of uh, drew me in. And, and uh, the name scribbled at the back of the book was Gideon. Uh, so years, years, years later, when the idea of opening up a bakery started to float into my head, uh, it was suggested by uh, by a good friend of mine and and a, uh, an artist uh, that works with us uh, that goes by the name of Terribly Odd. His name is Michael Reyes. Uh, he suggested, "Hey, remember that that old book? Why don't you name the the, the place after that kid?" And it just all came together from there. So uh, uh, you know, we named it Gideon's Bakehouse. Uh, we say that we're established in 1898, which uh, is the the date that that book was published, and uh, our our. Our shop is a tribute to this this kid. You know, we asked the question, "What would this creepy little kid's bakery look like?" <laughs> and we drew on some inspirations, uh, like artists like Edward Gorey, uh, obviously the Haunted Mansion. Uh, at Disney is a huge inspiration, so much so that we actually have uh, an old chandelier uh, in our uh, first location that used to hang in the Haunted Mansion. Oh wow! Uh, and we have a, a little uh, a wrought iron gate uh, that we get into our little two hundred eighty six square foot bakery. Uh, in uh, and uh, we that uh, used to be in the cemetery at Haunted Mansion as well. So when they did renovations, we got our hands on some stuff. Uh, cool. So it all came together really, really nicely. I remember when we first opened, it was really confusing for a lot of people because when you think about going to a bakery, everything is so bright and pastels, and we're dingy and dusty, and you know we have a little little haunted look to us. And there's books all over the place and antiques all over the place instead of cookies and cakes. Uh, so it's a little bit of a different avenue for a bakery, but so much fun for us because we're different. And again, it's just a cool story on that name. And I really, I just, it just shows you too, it's just the creativity that comes out of that place is it, it starts with the name, you know? Thank you. I appreciate it. I yeah, love it. It means a lot to us. It. So you as a baker, was it something that you always did even as a child or did you just have a cool cookie recipe that you said, you know what, let's just make cookies and let's get this bakery going. Or were, were you always kind of into baking, into cooking and and stuff like that. Yeah, baking is my uh, is is my stress hobby. So uh, you know, when I was a little kid, uh, my 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 friends that I've known since elementary school will will bring up how I used to make uh, my. I think my first concoction was this banana chocolate chip muffin that that uh, was all the rage with my you know nine year old friends. <laughs> um, but then as I as I got older, uh, I really just wanted a good chocolate chip cookie and I was having a hard time finding one. So I started as just a personal hobby coming up with a recipe on my own. It's not something that comes from any knowledge of baking. It's just some mad scientist stuff that happened uh, in my kitchen literally over the course of 15 years. So the chocolate chip cookie that, that we sell today uh, was 15 years of tinkering for me. And you know, the intention was never to open up a bakery. I'm a music major. I, uh, claim to have no grand expertise in the in the world of of baking but i really hyper focused on 
what I thought worked for me. And I just have a personality type that really enjoys, you know, doing the best I can at, at something that I try to, to focus on and bringing out a really great experience for myself and, and those around me. Uh, so I just w- worked really hard to do something that I thought was special. And I just got lucky in that everybody kind of agreed with me. Uh, so the universe pushed me into doing uh, a Gideon's Bakehouse. It's not, you know, 20 years ago, if you asked me what I wanted to, to be and what I was going to do, I didn't, I wouldn't have thought I'd, I'd be uh, slinging, slinging cookies. <laughs> but I got to tell you, it, 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 I, I feel like when you do something in, in life that's on the right path, you feel it. Like it feels right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I'm lucky to have finally found that. Like the very first day we opened as a pop-up uh, in the East End Market, uh, I had this feeling like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And uh, I haven't looked back since. Just felt natural, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I, I, I think that feeling is harder to come by than you might realize. Like when you feel it, it's you realize you've never experienced that before. Or at least in my case, I can't speak for the rest mm-hmm. of humanity. But for for me, uh, it, I think that was the first time in my life I really felt like, wow, this this feels right. Cool. So you open up the shop. 2016. People are going nuts, like raving about it, like almost instantly, it seems like, you know, I mean, it, it caught on really quick. And again, they're a, just a unique, even the, the they have just, just a unique look to it too. So you open up in 2016, Disney comes knocking, I guess a few years later. How did that even come about? How did Disney say, hey, I mean, that, that whole connection with getting to open up a shop in Disney Springs, which would be huge for any business, you know, let alone someone that just started like three years prior. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, that conversation actually started a, a year in. Wow. Uh, so, which which was really a, a surprise to me. But you know, it, it's been an interesting mental journey for me, and that I love being super tiny, and I love I love feeling like there's a sense of discovery when people find us. And there was this part of me that didn't want to grow beyond where we were as this little 286 square foot bakery. But I'm also a creative brain that needs to express that creativity and growth is the only way to do that. So I started to think, all right, where else in Florida would Gideon's Bakehouse make sense? Our visuals, our storytelling. And the answer wasn't easy. Like there's not a lot of places around here. You know, you can't be in, you know, plaza next to a nail salon and and look like an old haunted bakery where it feels authentic. So it became obvious that Disney is the natural fit for what we do. Uh, So I got I got asked by the Polite Pig uh, and James Petrakis, who's the owner, uh, one of the owners of the Polite Pig, is just an amazing talent here in Central Florida and owns uh, some of the best uh, local restaurants, doing amazing things to promote local business. And they are are uh, lucky enough to have a local spot uh, at Disney Springs, and they asked us if we would be willing to to do their desserts. Uh, and I was so young as a business at the time, I knew I wouldn't be able to handle it. I believe I had one or two employees at the time. Uh, so later on in the year, they came back and asked if we would just do a secret menu item of maybe the chocolate chip cookie. Uh, and I do not do wholesale. Uh, I sell out at my bakery every day, so I really didn't want to overextend myself. But it seemed like a nice little kind of tactical way to get on the Disney radar uh, in hopes that maybe five, 10 years down the line, that relationship might mature and something could come out of it. But as soon as they started carrying the cookie, the line was out the door uh, and they would sell out in literally minutes. And uh, it started that that conversation pretty quickly. It's like what you were meant to do. I mean, it's so blatantly obvious that this is, this is what you were meant to do, man. Yeah. I mean, you know? I, I can tell you that I certainly can't you know, speak for, for, for Disney and, and their, their intentions, but I know that, that they, you know, when you really think about it, 
their local people, like the people that work behind those scenes are the people that were in line at Gideon's that are in line at Gideon's and understand the value of what local business brings. I mean, we live in a time now where when people travel, being, you know, connecting to the food scene in these cities uh, and, and places that you go to is part of what it means to vacation now. Uh, so we're really proud to be, you know, part of the the, the group of people on uh, Disney property that are bringing in that local food experience uh, to people from all over the world. And, you know, Disney Springs is an amazing location for local people. So we also get to service that that side of uh, of town. It's it's really spaced out nicely from our original location at the East End Market. Uh, so we're really happy to bring our cookies to, to that side of Central Florida. So what is the future besides Disney Springs? Is there plans to even eventually even go even further than that? Like, could we see a shop in, you know, maybe in Anaheim by Disneyland at one point, maybe in the Northeast so I could get some cookies more often? <laughs> I mean, is there any, I mean, do you see it going there or do you kind of want to keep it at like this local? Well, this, this is going to be one of those things that harkens back to what I just said a few minutes ago about, about not really wanting to, to go beyond uh, because mm-hmm. I like, I like being a small business uh, and I am a, a single owner business. I don't have any partners. I don't have any investors. There's just me. This is my my expression, my journey. Uh, and I'm lucky enough to have this amazing team around me that allows me to go from a 286 square foot store in Disney or, or in Eastern Market to the international stage at Disney. I, mm. I, I couldn't do that without an amazing team. Then the, you, you you pose the next question of how would I jump from there? And it's a scary thought because I'm a small business uh, and I don't want to do anything that, that lessens the quality of what we do. I think one of the things that differentiates us between like your average retail out there is that it's not a product. You know, Gideon's Bakehouse mm-hmm. isn't some just, you know, off the line machine product that we're selling to, to make that that scratch. Uh, we're obsessed with experience. We make a handmade product from top to bottom. There's there's no corners cut. The way that the cookie is made today is the same way that it was made in my my kitchen in my little house in you know College Park here in Central Florida you know so long ago. Uh, so I, I never want to grow in a way that that risks the diminishment of what we do and that experience. So it's one step at a time. We we do get the request a lot. Like, am I going to be out in New York? Am I going to do something in California? Uh, I, I love it when we get requests from from people in other countries for us to go out there, which uh, you know is an amazing thing to to really think about. But I I, I think of it as at a time, and, and if we feel like we've risen to the challenge at Disney Springs and, and really been able to bring a great experience without uh, minimizing who we are, uh, then we can we can take a look at the next challenge and the next creative uh, explosion of of what we have to offer. So I've only had the experience or the pleasure, I guess, of experiencing a Gideon's Bakehouse cookie twice in my life. And I have never been to the actual shop. I come down to Florida quite often because mm-hmm. uh, I am a Disney crazed fan. And I have, you know, some friends that live locally. And they actually, this is, I think this might even have been before you were actually selling in, in Polite Pig or maybe, maybe right around that time. And um, they had gotten some cookies and, they, and, and I had just the, the chocolate chip one, you know, the original chocolate chip one. And everyone tastes like they made, were made in grandma's kitchen. It's got that thick, that authentic homemade vibe. And I mean, like, I, I was like, there's no way this came from a shop, right? He's like, no, it's this place, Gideon's Bakehouse. He lives in Winter, uh, he lives in Winter Park. But but he was like, we had to try him. And he, and, he go, and, he go, and he told me too, he goes, you know, when you when you go there, you can't just get like two dozen cookies. You, there's a limit. And I'm thinking, that's how you know when you have a product and you know you have a great product is when you can say, listen, you can't, you can't go crazy. I'll let you buy this amount, but we need to be able to serve the masses because we know that many people are coming in. And it's, I, I could really risk, I mean, as a selfish lover of those cookies, 
cookies, I would be like, I need to have like 50 of them because I want to be able to store them, stock them up. You're right. But I, I can really respect the fact that you're like, no, we want to make sure everybody gets a chance to come in and get some cookies. So I think it's like, what, it's like six or something like that, right? That's the limit? Yeah, six per person, which uh, we sell six flavors. So six per person also equates to about three pounds of cookies. So I never feel too bad limiting <laughs> people at three pounds of, of cookies per person. But you know, one of, the, one of the beauties of being obsessed over experience more than financial gain is the, the ease at which we can make decisions like that. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that like the Eastern market location, again, we're 286 square feet. A, a lot of people would ask early on, why don't you just make more cookies? Uh, and the, the real answer is, you know, there's not enough space. We can store about 1200 cookies in that space. And the same is going to go for our location at Disney Springs. It's not an unlimited well of cookies that just so, comes flowing out of some magic corridor as much as I'd love to see that, that happen. So we, we have to, to limit so that we, we can stock an appropriate amount per day and, and, and move through it. It's important to me that everybody that comes to the shop has a chance at getting something. It might not be every flavor because you show up towards the end of the day uh, and it's and it's lesser. Now, the beauty of Disney Springs location is we are a larger space out there. I have four years of, of lessons learned prior to opening up uh, there. So I, I, I'm, I think at least in theory in my brain, since we're not open yet, that we've constructed a space that will really allow us to go pretty far into the day without selling out of a lot. But we have limited edition items that are just, you know, they're, they're limited. So there, yeah. there will be, you know, hopefully you're able to get a chocolate chip from open to close all day long. But, you know, last month, for example, is our Frankenstein cookie is our most popular limited edition cookie of the year. If you, you showed up after two or three o'clock, the chances of getting that cookie are pretty slim. Oh. And we limit our limited edition products to two per person. So there, there's a, you know, we, we don't want someone even within that limit of six to just max out on that, that limited item and make it uh, harder for other people to get. So we try to do our best to be fair across the board to make sure that everybody gets to enjoy something without, you know, giving too much to, to one person. Well said. So let me ask you a question. You, these are obviously very personal to you, you your cookies. Which is your favorite cookie? Oh, they're all my babies. Yeah. They're all but, my you know babies. What? As a father, believe me, I have a favorite child. I just don't admit it. But could you admit sure, that you're cooking yeah. us? Um, I, so I, I, I often joke that while I don't have a favorite cookie, I have a least favorite cookie. But uh, I, I, I do call the chocolate chip cookie my Desert Island cookie. That's that's the cookie if I only can have one. Yes, because that's the one that took me to that point. It was the chocolate chip cookie that the empire was built off of. The first child. Will. Yeah. So so we've been through a lot together. That that chocolate chip cookie and, and I. Uh, my my staff knows and I make the joke all the time, though it's not a joke at all, that, that I, the secret ingredient in a Gideon's cookie are my tears. Because <laughs> like I said before, I'm an emotional baker. So a lot of times uh, I would bake when I was just going through difficult uh, times in my life. So the memories of those moments are in that chocolate chip cookie to me. So it's comically sentimental. <laughs> I listen to the Carpenters when I bake. When I, oh, I'm, nice. I'm all about that sad, sad music and and uh, and just getting that emotion into that cookie. I've only had this the original chocolate chip cookie. Mm -hmm. The two that I'm dying to try is the Rocky Road. Um, it just looks amazing, dude. And I, again, I've never been able to get there. It's always when, I, when I'm coming to town, a friend would you yeah. know, be able to get some for us to have. And um, the Mexican chocolate one. Oh man, I love the Mexican chocolate. Like that uh, Mexican chocolate is like, we just had it a couple months ago. And I, I'll openly tell you, it's not one of our most popular of the limited edition because people are afraid of that heat. Uh, and it's not too much. It gives you that warmth at the back of the throat, but it's so complex. Uh, there's so many different flavors going on 
one in that cookie that that one's one of my favorites and i'm team <laughs> vanilla and that one's like chocolate 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 yeah no, it i really looks... really love the way that it just does all of its stuff up here mm-hmm. i mean when you read the description of what's in it it's like oh i gotta try that it's like, it's so different like, i don't even know anybody that makes a cookie like that so to me it's like it just looks really special so. yeah it's a mature cookie and the, the pistachio <laughs> toffee chocolate chip cookie falls a, a lot in that maturity category i call that mm-hmm. our most sophisticated cookie and you'll find uh, the, when you try that one hopefully you get to try it uh, soon that's the cookie that people are most addicted to is the pistachio toffee chocolate chip it's the one i might say that i'm most proud of and that it's the perfect balance cookie it's not too sweet it's got that just right amount of salty uh it's got that softness in the middle it's got that crunch on the outside it's uh it's it's a really really popular cookie but i think our like i i say that we've got a cookie for every emotion you know like the to to me the triple chocolate is really five kinds of chocolate and it's our most emotional cookie and it's <laughs> that's the one i want to pair with a nice coffee uh if you're just in a sweet mood the cookies and cream one is really popular that's the one that's my least favorite but nobody cares they get it anyway <laughs> uh, it tastes like an oreo milkshake and a cookie and it's uh it's really great for when you just need that sweetness our peanut butter cookie i'm really proud of that was the one that took me the just extra long to get on the menu because one of the things that i'm a little bit obsessed about and i think my team has started to, to become that same thing is i don't want anything to taste like anyone else's thing and peanut butter cookies tend to taste like peanut butter cookies. And you got like this, like uh, a little bit this way, a little bit that way, but they're all in that same mm-hmm. little teeny box. Uh, it took me a while to, to, to get the peanut butter cookie to really be a completely different experience. Uh, and I'm really proud of the way that that, that turned out. Like I like to think that our cookies, while these days you, you, you can find cookies that start to look like a Gideon's Bakehouse cookie, there's a lot of a lot of the copycat going on out there, which you know I, I actually enjoy seeing, especially when it's home bakers that are trying to replicate the cookie. But to find something that matches our flavor profile, I haven't come across yet. And, and I'm not saying that as a competitive spirit because I like to see what everybody does and I just love desserts in general. I just haven't seen or tasted anything out there that's in the same realm. And that's what I like. I want people to feel like they're getting a unique experience coming to Gideon's Bakehouse, not just in the desserts, but in the atmosphere, in the conversation. You know, we we really talk a lot at our shop about the guest experience uh, and how important it is for us to get to know everybody. And I love to hire chatty people that want to get to know where you're from and what your favorite food is at, at Disney Springs. And, you know, if somebody comes in wearing a, a Star Wars shirt, I'm going to talk about Star Wars Clone Wars so long that everybody else in the line is going to get aggravated at listening to me talk about those final four episodes of Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. So that that's that's kind of the vibe at Gideon's Bakehouse. We, we really like to get to know everybody as a small business. Building a sense of community is important to us. And the beauty of Disney Springs is our community gets to be the world. And that's really appealing to me. So with the Disney Springs location, is there any set dates? Do we know? Will it, could it be before the holidays? Um, is it something that is looking like now it's going to be in 2021? Any idea? No. Or, or can you even really give it? Do you even know or can you even give an idea? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't, I can't, I, I wouldn't jinx anything by trying to put any specific time out there because again, in the pandemic uh, age, there's too many moving parts that mm-hmm. are potentially delayed for one reason or the other. But, uh, but we're in that final stretch. It, it shouldn't... Uh, I, I, I feel like I feel like we're we're at that stage right now where all the really fun creative stuff starts to to come in into play. Uh, so I'm really excited for for the stage that's about to happen because the the logistics of 
a build out or a, or a whole other conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. But for me, it's great. Like I, I'm, I'm as, as you might tell from, from just chatting with me, I'm obsessed with experience uh, and not all experience in life is positive. I, I like it all though. I, I appreciate it all. I've learned a lot. And, uh, and I, I look forward to taking all of the, the things that we've learned from this experience and applying it to uh, uh, what we, we might do in the future. So is there any special, uh, any special cookies, uh, limited edition cookies for Christmas or anything like that, New Year's coming up that you can divulge yeah. yet or no? Yeah, uh, we're, we're at that time of year where, where our limiteds are expected. Some, some years it's a question mark. We won't let you know what we're going to do. But every December... Uh, we do uh, a, a couple of limited edition cookies that I'm I'm pretty excited about. We uh, we do a, a, a all white cookie uh, called the Santa's White Christmas Cookie that's uh, uh, filled with some really complex uh, flavors and vanillas and coconuts and coffee uh, and it's uh, white chocolate chips and white glitter and it's all wholesome and 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 Christmassy. Which, uh, you know, isn't necessarily necessarily the Gideon's image. So, of course, we have to have a Krampus cookie as well. <laughs> uh, so we do a, a Krampus cookie and a Santa's cookie. And the Krampus is a, a triple chocolate salted Andes mint cookie. Mm. So it's got all that richness and emotion and, and darkness of the, the triple chocolate, really five kinds of chocolate chip cookie, uh, but with uh, little chunks of, of sliced uh, Andes mint. And what I love about that is... I, I like the chocolate mint combo a, a lot, but Andy's mint in particular is so aromatic that it just bonds with every molecule of that cookie. So even if you bite into a piece that's only got a little bit of Andy's mint in it, which honestly doesn't happen with our cookies, there's no little bit of anything. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, every bit of that cookie has been bonded with that that Andy's mint aroma. And because our cookies take 24 hours to prepare, at a minimum, there's plenty of time for that for that dough to really, really soak in all of that goodness. So I, they're, they're both really fun cookies. Like I'm personally not a huge white chocolate chip person, but I, I love that Santa's White Christmas cookie. Like it's, there's a complexity to it that I really, really appreciate. And I, I love the, the Andy's mint, but that cookie's naughty, man. It's so, it's so rough that we can't package it with any other cookie because again, it'll turn every cookie in the box into a mint cookie. So that one's gotta be separate in its own, its own bag. It doesn't play well with others. That's so cool, man. I mean, the creativity coming coming out of that shop is it's you got it. You guys got it really. I mean, is there a good reason oh, why we haven't even we haven't even scratched the surface, my friend? We, oh, we've got I a lot to wait. do because uh, I'm I, you know I I I love uh, I love art and, and bringing art into everything. Like I said, the the cookies themselves are art, and the way that I think people look uh, and feel about the cookies are an artistic expression. And we look forward to bringing a lot of that literal art into our, our packaging and doing limited edition packaging and little prints and, and things that we're going to move forward with in a, in a big way. Um, but speaking of limited editions, uh, it's also important to note for Disney Springs uh, fans and people that are going to be out to that shop, the Disney Springs location itself will have its own limited editions oh, uh, cool. that are unique to that uh, shop. So uh, we talked about favorite cookies and the favorite limited edition cookie for me might be the coffee cake cookie. Really? I, I, I adore like, uh, you know, I, I know you're, you're, you're from New York and my family is all from New York. And that cookie is a tribute to my New York family yeah. that would all get together and sit around the fold out table and play poker and drink uh, a coffee uh, with crumb cake or coffee cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
at, at, at night. And I loved those memories. So this cookie is a vanilla bean based cookie uh, filled with cinnamon strudel and topped with these homemade buttercrumbs. So it's just super crunchy on the outside and just soft and buttery on the inside. Oh. So we're going to do that cookie every morning at Disney Springs uh, until sellout. Uh, so that's a morning exclusive uh, seven days a week, 365 uh, out there. But then in the evening, we're going to do something that I've been really resistant to over the years. Uh, we often get the request to, for a, a hot cookie. And I'm not a fan of hot cookies in a, in a specific sense. You got to follow me on this one. I mean, hot cookies are great, but when you eat like a cookie out of the oven, all you taste is chocolate. When you really think about it, all you taste is chocolate. So if you're going to have a hot pistachio toffee chocolate chip cookie, it's a waste because you're not tasting the pistachio, you're not tasting the toffee, you're not tasting the complexity, you're just tasting chocolate. So we let our cookies rest for at least two hours out of the oven before we sell them so that the flavors have had time to combine and you're getting that full experience. But hot cookies are also kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. So every night uh, at the uh, Gideon's Bakehouse at Disney Springs, uh, we'll be doing hot cookie hour. And uh, you'll be able to get the chocolate chip cookie uh, hot out of the oven, uh, either by itself or as I would suggest with homemade ice cream on top. And wow. that combo is amazing. It's funny, I, I'm, our cookies are just shy of a half pound each. I've gotten to the point where as I've gotten older, I try not to eat an entire Gideon's Bakehouse cookie in one sitting. It's really four servings, but I could easily just throw down one. And now I'm down to where I can't eat more than a half at a time, unless you scoop ice cream on top. And then that whole thing is gone <laughs> like that, like that. It's so, so good. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. We're only going to do that one hour a night. This, that's, that sounds like it's going to be, and, it, and that coffee cake cookie. Oh, it sounds so like, and again, like you said, the Northeast, man, like that's one thing in New York, coffee cake is, is, is about, it's about as New York as pizza, you know? Yeah. And that's one of those things that I just, you know, my grandmother made it even, even not to say it's on the same level, but even an Edmonds coffee. I just love coffee cake mm-hmm. in general. So yeah, man, I'm all about that Edmonds coffee cake. You know? <laughs> so to hear you got a, to got a cookie that's going to basically be a cookie and Edmonds, or not, uh, and a coffee, and coffee cake. Yeah. I'm in. It's a, uh, it's my tribute to you, my friend. I'm going to have a million of those things when I get down there. <laughs> well, it's a limited open. two per person, so forget about I'm, that. I'm going to come in disguises <laughs> and just keep waiting online until I have like a, a nice half dozen of them and just pound them down. <laughs> that I'd be there to see. Or I'm going to bring everybody, my kids, right? get two, get two, get two. Oh, yeah. Okay. People do that. People do that. <laughs> they, 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 people know how to work that system. Yeah. It's almost like you're like the soup Nazi, but with cookies. We've we've had people say that <laughs> that being at Gideon's Bakehouse feels like they're in line on iPhone day. Oh yeah, yeah, like an iPhone launch day. Like you know, there's a limit per person, and and you'll see people scamming. I've 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 get, had people. I've caught people getting strangers to get in line with them to get <laughs> six cookies, and they pay them one cookie to get six cookies, and they'll just have strangers getting in line with them. It's it's uh it's bananas. Listen, there can't be a better compliment than that, though, my friend. <laughs> right? I mean, I do, you're doing I something do right. I appreciate it. You're doing yeah, something no, right. I, I appreciate them. Well, we want to thank you for stopping by. Before you go, let everybody know where they can find you. Um, obviously, not Disney Springs just yet, but mm-hmm. let them know how they, can, how they can find you right now. Sure. Uh, it, for people that are in town, the OG Gideon's Bakehouse is at the beautiful East End Market, uh, which is uh, uh, near your friend in Winter Park, uh, uh, Orlando area. Uh, it's uh, it's an amazing little market filled with award-winning local businesses. Uh, but for people that are uh, going to be visiting soon and want to follow us, you got to do the Gideon's Bakehouse Instagram. Our Instagram is is interesting in that, uh, as you know, it's just me. You know, yeah. So anytime you have any questions, uh, uh, DMs, it's all answered by me, comments. I take all the photos. Like I, I really... 
I can't, as a small business owner, I don't know how to let someone else take over our social media uh, and be my voice. That just seems weird to me. Mm. Uh, But what's really cool about the Instagram is that we do so many secret things uh, that if you don't follow us, you're missing so much of what we do. October is our anniversary month. Every weekend we did super unique things from chocolate dip peanut butter apple pie to uh, uh, cookies with ice cream. We tested out the the uh, the hot cookie hour. We did a pumpkin coffee cake cookie one weekend with a pumpkin buttercream dip to dip the cookie in. That was crazy. We do a pride cookie every year that's two chocolate chip cookies filled with uh, a peanut butter buttercream. It's a big sandwich dipped in chocolate and covered in rainbow sprinkles. Like you're not going to know about that stuff if you don't follow us on social media. It's not on our website. It's not part of our menu. It's not something you pre-order. So, uh, uh, you know, people that, that, uh, that know what's up, uh, follow us on, uh, Facebook, Instagram. I'm pretty, I'm pretty active on Instagram and, and talking to people. I'm admittedly pretty slow on the Facebook. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you, you say how you run your own Instagram, when we reached out mm-hmm. to you on Instagram to talk to you about coming on the show, I thought we were going to get like, you know, I have to go through a whole chain of PR and, and it's like, Hey, you know, it's, I'm, I'm the guy. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's do it. No. So, um, yeah, listen guys, if you haven't had the pleasure of having a Gideon's Bakehouse cookie. I got to tell you, you're really missing out. It is the 100% best cookie, not in Orlando, not in America, in the planet, in the universe. I mean, you, it, it, they're, the, they're the best cookie you're going to get and a bunch of different options. I can't wait to get down there just uh, with the sole purpose of going to Disney, but also getting a Gideon's cookie. I've never been to the shop before. I By the next time I come down there, I will fully be waiting online. What time do you open? Uh, should be 10 o'clock. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be whatever the, the, the park hours are. Well, I'll be the guy waiting outside at like 930. So I make sure I get my, I my mean, you'll be, you'll be 30 minutes later than everybody else. If you're showing up <laughs> and I'm there, I'll be there at 830. <laughs> there you go. So guys, definitely check them out. Check them out on Instagram. Stop in the shop when you're in town and uh, stay tuned for big things at Disney Springs with Gideon's Bakehouse. Steve, I want to thank you for joining me, brother. Thank you, my friend. It was a pleasure. I really definitely enjoyed was. talking to you. Definitely was. And when you have something new coming up, man, hit us up. We'll, put, we'll bring you back on and you can yeah. uh, let us know. when you, Especially when, you, when you're opening up at Disney Springs, let us know. We'll have you back on. We'll do a little grand opening thing. And Yeah, man, I'm super accessible. So anytime you need anything, you just uh, drop me a line. Thank you very much for joining us today, brother. Thank you, my friend. Be good. All right, so we want to say thanks to Chef Plonk from Terralina. Thank you to Steve from Gideon's Bakehouse. And thank you to Lysandra from Erin McKenna's Bakery. And thank you to Dan and Stephanie for joining me today. You are so welcome. It was so much fun. These are, these are fun. I like this little grouping Me that too. we got going on. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, it's, I, I love hearing just, it just gets you in the mood for the holidays, hearing some of the changes to the menus and, and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'm already in the mood, Gene. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, you're ready for yeah, Christmas in June. for everybody else to come on board. It just all sounds so good. <laughs> yeah. You know, someone just walks up to Dan in the store and says, Merry Christmas. He's like, are you kidding me? He's like, I've been ready for this since May. <laughs> Yeah. That's pretty accurate. October, but um, <laughs> I've been trying to do, do better with that. So, If there's anything to be hooked on, Christmas is definitely one of the best things to be hooked on. Amen. Yep. You know? Yeah. So, yes, uh, let's uh, let's hit the road, guys. Again, we didn't have any uh, – no news today, no no roundtable today, no um, trivia questions today. We're doing – like I said, we're doing a little bit different of a segment, just a three-part series, trying, trying to kick off the holiday season at Disney Springs. So we have one more episode that will be on Monday. So check that out. We'll be speaking with Camille from Sunshine Churros, which – have you guys ever had a Sunshine Churro before? You know, you're going to freak out about this. I'm probably going to freak out. I have never had a churro. Wait, wait. You've not only never had a sunshine churro, you've never eaten a churro? No. Never. never. Not even in Disneyland. Where they I know are. I need to do it. Dominant. I know. 
but I never yeah, have. I don't really understand what, what's wrong with you. I don't even really know what a churro is. I just see it on t-shirts and everybody. Buys. They're like those it's like, things. Yeah. yeah it's, oh, they're so I, good. I vowed the next time that I'm going, I'm, I'm going to have one. So don't worry. Can I'm we get it on video? That's on video. <laughs> I remember you were so nervous about the candy apple and that turned out okay. It did not turn out okay. Well, really it stuck in your teeth. I was scared. <laughs> I thought that thing was stuck in there like a filling, and I was never getting it out. I, I am not kidding. I think I could still see it. I love the taste, <laughs> but yeah, that was troublesome. But at Main Street Bakery, they can actually cut that apple for you. Yes. You yep. Just a big old bite of it. Yeah. They, can, they can delicately I, slice it. I think I'm just going to stick to my half chocolate Mickey cookie that I get okay. at the confectionery. I mean, if you want to be a wimp about it. <laughs> Wow. Well, the problem is, is it's this coating that goes over all your teeth. So when you start eating something else, it's like, I hear you. Plus with my beard, it gets in my beard and it's like, it's gross, but it's so good. But we got to get you having, you got to have a churl. I mean, that's I will. Just, I will. Yeah, we, I will. we always say we're going to. And then, I hope so. It's kind of like the Mickey oh, bar. I didn't have one for so long. I don't know why. And then, you know, I have to get them all the time. No, I got to go. Mm-hmm. I got to, I got to go. <laughs> You're being so offensive right now with your lack of attention to the Disney food. Yeah, I know. So, all right. Well, and then we also, I forgot to mention, we also have Alan Delahunt from Raglan Road. He'll be here on Friday. I'm sorry, on Monday as well. So stick around for that. Uh, Guys, again, thank you for joining me today. And um, one more part of the series on Monday. And then after that, the following week, we'll be back to our regularly, our regularly scheduled shows with roundtable talk topic talk discussions and the news and some disney plus info so yes i haven't seen everybody in so long it feels like so it'll be nice to have everybody back in 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 the uh, zoom room as we say so again thank you guys for for joining me yes thanks for having us merry merry rip roaring day oh certainly guys have a (laughs) great day a better tomorrow and we will see you next time